Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome into this week's edition of WKU Red Zone Radio. I'm hosting for the first time forever. You're producing Caden Gaylord. And here with me is my boy Michael Thompson, Ryan Gooden, and Patrick Carey. Fellas, how y'all doing tonight? Not too bad. Look at Caden with the, the fresh smooth intro. <laughs> Look at that. First time on the on the mic and he comes in here like a pro. I'm I'm really proud of you guy. Hey man, I appreciate it. I was really nervous, actually. I, I almost <laughs> forgot that I was hosting. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot I was hosting tonight. Um but we're going to have a good show for y'all tonight, uh, jam-packed show. It's going to be a good one. So first, let's just get right to it. Coming up next Saturday evening, primetime, WKU versus Indiana. Indiana's coming in here with a 1-2 and two record after getting demolished by two great teams, nonetheless. Um, WKU's coming off the bye week after losing the Army in week two. Uh, Bailey Zappi currently is third in the country with 859 total passing yards, second in the country with t- 10 total passing touchdowns. WKU is the ninth best ranked offense in the country. Now, Fellas. is that after yesterday? Uh, it has not been updated no, yet. Okay. okay. He's 16th after yesterday. Yeah. But, yeah, I-, I looked it up this morning. They didn't update it on CU.com. Because that's insane if he's third after everybody else gets a, a week three game. But um, yeah, I mean college game day, college game day coming to coming to WKU. <laughs> right. for w. Uh, no, but I mean it will be a great game. Obviously, family weekend is this weekend, um, so everybody's gonna it's Should gonna be a packed, packed house, house right. with you know packed house and WKU is is five thousand. Not quite what we saw with <laughs> right. this weekend at like Penn State with one hundred and seven thousand. But you know it should be fun. It's a blackout. Um, if you if you have the chance to show up and, and show out, it should be a good game. Obviously, Indiana's coming off a little bit of a skid with Cincinnati, so it should be interesting. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, Indiana's currently one and two uh, with the victory over Idaho and two losses to Iowa, and most recently a 34, 38 to twenty four loss to Cincinnati. In that game, Michael Penix Jr. Th- went 17 of 40 with two touchdowns and three interceptions for 224 yards. Uh, DJ Matthews had five receptions and 120 yards. And their star receiver, Big Ten, reigning rain, Big Ten receiver of the year, Ty Freifogel, I almost messed that up every single time, had only one reception for 13 yards and had multiple drops. So my first question to you all is, what does WKU have to do to win this game? Stop Michael Penix yeah. on the ground. Yep. Because make he, him be a passer. Yeah, because if you have a chance to win this game if if he has to throw the ball more than thirty times. If he's throwing the ball forty times like he did against Cincinnati, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, because he, he's very limited as a passer and obviously he, he loves his his target that he obviously last game he didn't one one catch for however many yards, but it just feels like obviously we look at Indiana and we're like, Oh, they're one and two. This should not this should be a close game. But those two losses are to ranked teams. Right. Iowa's a really good team this year and Cincinnati they're ranked number eight they have a a quarterback that could be a first round guy by the end of the year and their defense isn't bad so it's not like this is a you know easy and don't let the score deceive you with that Cincinnati game because Indiana had the game or had the lead the majority of that game yeah they were up 14-0 and then that big um targeting penalty penalty, yes um it'll throw throw out their best player and flip the whole game around just on that yeah I mean it's it's in, it's interesting because that happened in the first half, and we were talking right. about it off air. But um, that doesn't help WKU in a way because if that was in the second half, then that means that player is ineligible for the first half of Western's game. Obviously, not the case. So their best defender will be on the field, um, and Bailey Zappi will have it interesting. It'll be interesting to see what he does against a better defense, I think, than what Army showed him um, last week. But it'll be an interesting game for sure. But, yeah, Indiana averages 28 points a game, averages 136 rushing yards per game, and 179 passing yards per game. Michael Penix has had a terrible year so far, I would say. I mean, if you're a loyal follower of Red Zone Radio, you know our good friend John Alden has been a huge Indiana fan his whole life. We're so sorry for him. We we feel really bad about it. But he I, – I follow him. I think we all follow him on Twitter. He, he yeah. tweets about Indiana every single week. 
And uh, I know he's been looking forward to this game. A couple weeks ago, I asked him who would he be rooting for, and he said he's rooting for Indiana. So Shocker. that's just <laughs> wow. That's even more of it's a like faithful. Uh, John in Indiana is like our good friend Patrick here with the Bengals. It's like you're, if you're on Twitter, you're never not going to hear about Indiana with John, just like you will never not hear about the Bengals with Patrick over here. I'm doing my job then. <laughs> and they are both huge disappointments. But anyways. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I think the big thing for Western uh, this week will be to like finally establish a run game for once. Exactly. You're, you're not going to beat this team throwing the ball every single play. Yes, Bailey Zappi is a great, a great thrower, and we have some great receivers and a lot of depth this year. But at the end of the day, we have to establish a run game. They, excuse me. They have to establish a run, a run game and just to be able to draw in the defense and get something going more than just, you know, sluggo or – a corner and a post at the same time. Well, so. and that's what I want to see is because I, I have a feeling that Indiana will take away Jareth Stearns this game, who has easily right. been the best player on this offense other than Zappi uh, for WKU. So it'll be interesting to see if Zappi kind of forces it to him, being his favorite target, obviously coming over with uh, the Houston Baptist transfers and all of them have kind of had that connection. But, it'll, like, Tinsley might have to be the, the next guy up if uh, – if Stearns is going to be taken away, like I assume that he will be. And I feel like we have been able to see that he can do that. I mean, he was dead silent in the Army game. And then in the fourth quarter, for some reason, it was just the Mitchell Tinsley show. And he was just snagging on everybody. So I definitely believe this year there is a lot more depth. You know last year how they said, oh, we have a lot of depth at receiver. And yada, right. yada, there really wasn't. Well, I really believe that this year that they do. And I Well, feel like no offense, but there wasn't really – many people to throw the ball to him i mean yeah, I mean, yeah and, and the offense of coordinator we, we, you know i wouldn't even get into there was a, that. yeah there was a, a multiple things wrong with that that offense last year yeah. actually a whole, the whole team really didn't play well uh it was it was a little down year for especially after coming off of a tie story year what was it two years before that or a year before yep. that where it kind of feels like oh wk is going back in the right direction after you know jeff brom left and we had the whole head coach fiasco until we finally got Tyson Helton. And then it's like, all right, we're back on track. And then last year just kind of took us a, a sophomore slump. Right. Yeah. And that was a lot of expectations with Tyler Preglum that just didn't work out. Yeah. This not enough power behind the ball, only throwing slants and hitches. This, that just didn't work for Western. But uh, for Indiana offensively, they have Ty Freifogel. On the year, he has 10 catches, 123 yards, but he has 23 total targets and a lot of drops. Now, this is the reigning defending Big Ten receiver of the year. Um, If there is a game for him to get back on track, I think Indiana will look for it to be this game uh, because WKU's defense, I mean, they give up. They gave they gave up 270 rushing yards per game right now. Now, I know they've only played two games and one was against Army, but still, um, and only 136 passing yards, but – WKU's defense, especially the DBs, looked kind of suspect at times. And I think Indiana will look to attack that with Freifogel uh, to get him going for the season finally. Well, it's kind of a, a, you know, you have to pick and choose for this WKU defense whether you want to get beaten by the pass or the run. Which one do you feel more comfortable with if you were to lose? And I, it has to be with my, Michael Penix at the helm. It's got to be passing. Right. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine WKU – not enforcing stopping the run. You that is your number one mindset in this game because you just got demolished by Army last game. Obviously, the the score looks closer than it felt and that it was. There was a late fourth quarter comeback and all, but I mean, 300 yards on the ground, they'll you'll lose to anybody off of that because that keeps the defense on there for 12, 15 plus plays every drive, and then your offense goes out and scores in three plays, and your defense is tired by halftime. Right. So yeah, you can't you can't afford to have that many running, uh, that many r- rushing yards. Um, so Michael Penix is going to have to throw the ball, and you you'd like to hope it's not to the the receiver that we we're mentioning. I'm not even going to try his name because Caden's messed up on it twice <laughs> now. But this can't be the game where he comes back. You have to make somebody else on that offense beat you. That's not the running game and and that receiver. I think the uh, Western offense can actually help if they start fast. The Army game it took them forever to get going, and then that lets them run the ball. If you come out and get some scores early, force them to throw the ball, that would be a big help to get him away from that run game that I think would be easier for Western to stop if you keep him throwing it. My thing is with them stopping the run, in the two games that they played, they just haven't. I mean, even 
I was looking up stats earlier today, and I saw UT Martin had 201, 201 rushing yards. And yeah, I was like, yeah. that didn't make sense. But, I mean, they did. and uh, It doesn't feel like it when you're <laughs> up by 30, but because it doesn't feel like those matter. But, yeah. I mean, if you're playing a team that is, you know, neck and neck with you or even up, running the ball will completely take you out of the game because your defense, like I said, gets tired. But having that lead just makes it feel yeah. that much worse. Right. I think uh, UT Martin started the game and went right down the field, ran it all the way down the field and got in the First end zone. possession. And then Western was able to get a lead and then kind of forced them to throw. But they did take control early in that game just running the ball. Yeah, and you got to eliminate Bailey Zappi's early turnovers, especially against Indiana. Now, they're not as strong as all the other Power 5 schools, but they are still a Big Ten team, and, and you, can't, you can't come out and give them any momentum, especially with them coming off a loss. Especially in the Army game, I don't know if you all noticed this, but you know when he would when he would have to escape the pocket, I wouldn't see him run. Oh my! He had so down. much green in front of him, and, so many times, and he yeah. wouldn't run. And I was just screaming at the like TV, like run the ball! You're wide open. You have plenty of space. Nobody's gonna touch you. It almost feels like he's almost jogging or like run limping down right. the field, and then he just he always is always slanted towards out of bounds. It doesn't matter where he's at on the field. He's he's going out of bounds. He doesn't want to get hit, right. which I'm perfectly fine with. I mean, if you don't if your quarterback is throwing seven touchdowns in a game, I don't want him to get heat, hit either. But in a big game like that, you kind of want him to fight for those extra yards to make it a little easier for the offense, yeah. but just make decisive decisions when he's like he's scrambling kind of looking to pass. He needs to be like if there's a lane, I got to take it cuz six Especially yards against, against Indiana. Indiana is right. it's big. Yeah. You'd hate to see an Aaron Rodgers just gotta situation get where you, <laughs> he just needs to take what the, what the defense gives him against Indiana and doesn't need to force anything, which will be hard. I mean, this it'll be the the, re the receivers won't get as as much separation as they have the last two games. You'll you might see some forced throws that you're kind of like I, I don't know why you're trying to fit that in there because people might not get open like they have been in the past. Right. But that's why you have to establish a run game for Western Kentucky. I mean, I I don't painful. know the numbers. I haven't looked them up, but I assume it's been twenty rushing attempts total this entire year and that I know it's an air raid offense and, and that's what we brought the quarterback here for but you can't only pass the ball <laughs> or else they'll take that away at some point and, and force you to run the ball which WKU has not been good at since I, 2018 it feels right like. I think it was uh, Noah Whittington he came back uh, played his first game against Army I think he only had eight he had eight carries for 33 yards, and they had 42 total rushing yards as a team. So, Yikes. And I guarantee half of those were by Zappi rolling out of the pocket. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting you know, discussion. With this. Yeah, I mean, if your quarterback is, is doing everything for this team and, and you don't have a tailback that can either run the ball or catch the ball out of the backfield because there's not really a, a, a running back on this team that will be the receiving back type and, and kind of help Zappi – have like a, a scapegoat basically so I mean somebody's got to figure it out on this offense on on who's going to be able to run the ball somebody has to do this game Mike you have anything to add man about like the rushing thing like what you were just saying we've only we've only ran the ball like what I, I, I checked we've ran it 44 times in two games and we've only had 150 three rushing yards in those two games. And then you compare that to what Western's defense has given up in the yeah. rushing attack it's almost triple so I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. I mean, they had the bye week to figure things out. Uh, I'm sure they all watched the Indiana game together, maybe, hopefully, uh, to see, you know, what's going on over there. But, you know, Indiana's coming in into the Houch. I think it'll be a good game for sure, and we'll, we'll give our predictions later. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up, we'll talk about WKU volleyball getting back to, you know, what they used to be doing, and WKU soccer pulling the header out for the win. Uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio. I'm currently your host and producer, Kaden Gable-Day, with Michael Thompson, Ryan – oh, wait, I almost said Ryan Carey. Ryan Gooden Good and Lord, Patrick oh Carey. And my apologies, I did not realize that they would be talking earlier. But we have some new folks in with us today. Like we said last week, we are out with the old, in with the new. Um, fellas, if you could just go around and introduce yourselves for everybody. I'll go first. I'm Will. I'm a freshman here on the Hill, and I'm excited for what's to come. My name's Noah. I'm a freshman here, too. I'm, uh, I'm from Louisville. I'm excited to be on the show. 
Yeah, but I'm Mac. Uh, I'm a junior, and I'm excited to get started. Uh, in case you're wondering, Mac is the one you just heard for WKU football. I believe Noah will be taking NFL, and then will be on college football for the rest of the um, for the rest of this show. So we'll see how that kind of pans out, and try to get them involved more throughout the coming weeks. Oh yeah, and will and will also wants to talk about our next topic, which is WKU volleyball back on their winning ways, going three and zero in the WKU volleyball Invitational after sweeping Ohio, Austin P. And St. John's, uh, Laura Matthews was named MVP of the tournament, while Katie Eisenbarger also earned all team all tournament recognition. Uh, boys, they went 11 and one in the regular season. I mean, non-conference. Sorry, excuse me, non-conference <laughs> part of the season. Uh, back to the winning ways. Do we now they're playing in conference play? They're playing Marshall first. Uh, they've won 11 straight against Marshall. They haven't lost in a long time. Uh, what What are your predictions for the rest of the season for the volleyball team? I think they're going to win a few games. Yeah, a few matches. <laughs> excuse me. I yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the hope is is to go undefeated in conference play and and head in the tournament with that one loss and hopefully, you know, not get you know screwed over on on the seating wise like they did right. last year. Um, but that's the expectation now. It's not a hope. It's not. A, that's what you are expected to do, especially when you don't play Rice this year inside the conference. Um, it should be a, a clean sweep throughout the board, with your only loss being to Ole Miss, which was a shocker, by the way. I mean, yeah, they brought back the whole team. Everybody's back. Yeah. Everybody got an extra year eligibility. It should be the same exact result as it did last year. And on granted, like we can't expect them to go undefeated every year. I mean, right? That's they've, a, that's like saying Alabama should go undefeated. Like they will until they play that one opponent who is slightly because they don't they don't play in a conference where you know anybody could win. It's almost right. like WKU's at the top of this conference no matter what. Right. Unless Rice is what they were two years ago, but even last year. But it just feels like with the same team as last year, and maybe you get lucky enough to not play the future national championship or the future national champions in the second round, third round, whatever it was, Sweet 16, then you might be able to go to the Elite Eight slash Final Four. It'd be very interesting to see, but that's obviously way down the road. And here's the thing, though. Like, their one loss is against Ole Miss, who is 11-0. and 0. Right. So it's not like they lost against somebody who is inferior right, by, right. By, anywhere, and, by any stretch of the means. And Ole Miss was huge. Is I would it? argue that Ole Miss, I mean, they're not a better team than Western. It was just they were better that night than us. And, you know, Coach Hudson definitely – reflected on that and uh it was definitely nice this weekend to see Eisenbarger start to come into form because I know the weekend before she struggled a little and uh, it was I mean it was a blessing in disguise because freshman uh Katie Howard definitely started to shine a little and we need those younger girls to step up for us I mean this team is deep I mean they bring in recruits every year that you just wouldn't expect you know them to shine here I mean I'm not big in the volleyball world but I can probably guess that Lauren Matthews may not have been highly recruited uh, by many teams, and she is literally one of the best players in the country. I don't care what you have to say. She's one of the best players in the country. Right. Uh, so, I mean, obviously we expect big things from uh, this group. Again, they start conference play with Marshall. Um, so, yeah, man, let's start next Friday. Well, and it's it's good that that the non-conference seems to get a little harder every year. Right. Coach Hudson is, is going out of his way to find those Ole Miss teams, that Kentucky scrimmage at the beginning of the year that obviously doesn't count against the record, but it's good practice for this team that, you know, they don't need the practice per se for, you know, chemistry-wise or anything, but to play tough for opponents every night and not just have a cupcake schedule like most non-conferences or um, non-Power 5 schools do, uh, it'll really help them in the long run. Right. Now, moving over to WKU soccer, I mean, they had an exhilarating uh, overtime win uh, this past Thursday against Marshall as well. Uh, they won 2-1 to one in overtime, 23 seconds into overtime, to be exact, uh, with a game-winning header from McKinsey Crittenberger. She transferred in this year, I believe. Uh, they're currently 6-1 and one on the season, with their only loss being to Ole Miss as well. Ole Miss just came to Western and decided to beat everybody yeah i worked uh, both those games and i think i'm banned from going to any more ole miss games <laughs> western place i believe ole miss is becoming the louisville for this <laughs> <laughs> for this school louisville if you don't know is beating wku football and basketball the last obviously they don't play this year in in football but the last Bummer. three years louisville has taken the cake in all sports 
before WKU, even the, the volleyball game two years ago. Twice um, that year. Yeah, right, so. Exactly. The only two losses that Lo- year. Ole Miss is, is steadily becoming that, that Louisville thorn in the side. But for WKU soccer, it's it's interesting because this is the best start that we've had, that, w- that WKU soccer has had since, since we were we've born. Been here. Yeah. yeah. 5-0-0. I mean, you look at that overtime win and you're like, oh, that's, you know, they scored in the first 30 seconds. I, I'm almost positive that their other overtime win at the beginning of the year was also within the five-minute mark of that first overtime. Um, I think yeah, it was, against Vanderbilt? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think pretty sure it was like 96 minutes. Yeah, like, it was like right out the get-go. So they, if they're in overtime, they know what they're going to do, uh, and they're going to get they attacked attack quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a good start for them, and, and hopefully they can keep it going and – you know they they played well last year towards the end down the stretch. Obviously, they lost their one of their best players in that championship game. Um, so it, you thought it would hinder this team at the beginning, but it hasn't. They and it's it's huge being able to have two overtime games this early in the season and winning both of them. Yeah. It creates a lot of momentum. It gives you a lot of confidence when overtime sneaks up on you later on down the road, especially in conference play. And like you said, Amber Barnett, she's not playing this year, and the fact that they have their best starting record since 2002 or something like that with six and one or six and oh before the old five and oh before the old miss game i mean it's it's a testament to how much this team has improved since we started coming to school here right i mean they for i mean i don't <laughs> i don't want to say it like this but they were garbage when like we first got yeah, here they, they weren't great and they were rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, they were in the rebuild mode, and now look at them. They're right. sitting here winning Conference USA East titles, uh, going to the championship game. Like, what? Can, you couldn't be more happier for a group of people uh, since we've been here. And they're currently playing Middle Tennessee right now. That score is 0-0 currently in the 21st minute. Uh, so we will have that result for you probably for next week's show. Uh, they also play UAB uh, this Friday, well, next Friday, the 24th. So big up to the girls, big up to the soccer girls. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, it is college football time, ladies and gentlemen. Week three was an interesting one, to say the least. Uh, keep it locked here on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. We were almost blessed yesterday. We almost saw the big and mighty Alabama Crimson Tide almost go down. We were so close to getting it, but it just it just didn't happen for us. It just didn't happen as a nation. I just I just feel like, you know when people say, like, certain teams lose, America wins. Cowboys, Patriots? Yes. When Alabama loses, Dodgers. America wins. Ohio State? No, Whoa. not that. Well, calm down, that. sir. Warriors, Lakers. That's coming from a Michigan oh, fan oh, over there. Calm so down we'll on the home. Lakers mess, sir. The Lakers is America's team. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Alabama beat Florida 31-29 to after a, a failed two-point conversion by the Gators, oh which was terrible. It was awful. Dan Mullen play call. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's their limited quarterback play. Yeah, he couldn't even. He didn't know if he wanted to tuck it or pull it. He just, he just didn't either. held on the football the <laughs> yeah. whole way. And I was like, dude, give the running back the football. Honestly, something. if the running back took it, and I, I do think they would have scored because he had a lane. Whether yeah. he was going to get through it or not um, is is the question. But if he would have, if the quarterback would have given the ball up, it, it, I think there would have been a better chance, obviously, than than what there was. But yeah, I know he Alabama has not looked. They looked the week one. You know, dominate. Well, Obviously, they played it's a Miami. bad Miami team. Yeah. Miami who lost to um, who they lose? Michigan they lose? State. Michigan State. Oh, Michigan State, State. Hey, Michigan State looks good. Michigan State looks good, but I mean, it kind of it was weird seeing Alabama not destroy Florida with a bad QB. It's just it's interesting to see. I think it's. I mean, yeah, it's interesting to see. It's just Alabama. We're used to, like you said, we're used to them just dominating everybody. But now that we've seen that. They can be beat, and you're one mistake away from beating Bama. Like, somebody can do it. Like, overtime. I, I believe that Ole Miss team, that game against Ole Miss will be a very interesting game because Ole Miss has a high-powered offense, and they, will. they they score a lot. So Matt, Matt Corral had seven touchdowns for them yesterday. Yeah, yeah four so. of them are rushing. That's insane. But the problem is, and there's, there's a couple of them, one, Nick Saban doesn't lose to his – 
his former <laughs> coaches, and he <laughs> most likely will know what Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is an offensive guru wizard. He's most insane guy in college football on the offensive side, and he's not even playing the game. But it is Nick Saban. He's gonna. He has a week to prepare because they have a bye week this week. Alabama does. If you give Alabama a bye week, I don't care who you are. You're not going to win that next game. Right. Yeah, but while I'm looking at their schedule right now, they got back-to-back games, uh, Ole Miss yeah. and then A&M. So, you know, that's they, two probably top ten teams by the time that Tom comes around. They do They do play Southern Miss this weekend. Alabama does. Alabama. Exactly. They get a bye week. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> Well, yeah, they play. I don't know. <laughs> Look at Kentucky almost choked uh, the Chattanooga. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, they play Ole Miss and A&M back-to-back, and uh, that'll be – I mean, that'll be a true test for them. At for A&M, sure. too. Yeah. And they end the year with Arkansas and at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. So, I don't – it'd be hard for them to go undefeated, but I say they Alabama. Get one loss. I say yeah. one, one loss, Bama, going into a uh, conference, conference uh, championship game. Uh, next is Clemson and barely beating Georgia Tech. They 14. look awful. DJ, who the heck are you? Good <laughs> lord. Fourteen to eight after stopping after stopping Georgia Tech on a fourth and goal attempt. Gosh. Uh, I mean, is this just one of those years where teams like Clemson and Ohio State are just, you know, down and not out, but you know, just very down? Oh, see, I kind of said it before we got on here, but this college football season kind of feels like the start of last year's college basketball season where there's no – like obviously Alabama's at the top and you kind of know that they won't – they're going to be there for most of the year. But after that, like usually there's two or three teams that are like, oh, they're going to they're gonna compete for a, a, a national championship. You don't know. I can't tell you confidently that, that Oregon or – um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma will be in the national championship, like like you or CBA or college football playoff. Right. But um, like college basketball last year was that same way, where it was right. you don't know who the number one team is. This year, you know who it is. You just don't know who is two, three, and four, which is a big part in college football because uh, you can assume that Georgia will end up being in the football playoff, whether it's a four seed or you know a three seed because they're going to have to lose. Um, in the SEC at some point, but it's going to be interesting. Georgia or Florida? Georgia. All right, we'll see. Georgia's defense looks really good. Yeah, but their offense looks just as bad. Right. I mean, we, is JT Daniels back? I don't remember. I take it doesn't really matter because if you think about it, the, obviously that Clemson JTD. game, you look at the the main part of that game was Uyangale made a mistake and JT Daniels didn't. That was it. Their offense didn't score a single point. Now, no no offense has scored a point on Clemson yet, but Clemson's offense is just as bad as uh, Georgia's so far. Actually, it's a lot worse. But it just it's it doesn't feel like the college football that we're used to, where you have you know two SEC teams that are good, an Oklahoma team that doesn't really play anybody, but you know that they can compete a little bit. This Oklahoma team looks awful. And squeaked by Nebraska. Nebraska yeah. lost to Illinois by 17. So right. Nebraska's back, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Scott Frost. Uh, next, we got Penn State escapes Auburn 28-20. to This game was way closer than I thought it would be. It was a lot of fun to watch. Now, I, I – Crazy. No, I, I came out here yes, or last week. I, I threw some outlandish statements out there saying that, you know, Bonet's going to have two interceptions. While he did not look good, he has looked better from his freshman year. He has definitely he has grown. turned down the turnovers. He has not – he still has those occasional, like, who are you even throwing to balls? And obviously, play calling doesn't help him at the end of the game there. But I I will say I was a little over dramatic about the Bo Nix. Uh, he's still bad. Let's not be. He has zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. So, I mean, if you want to. It's a clean game. <laughs> uh, but, I didn't. yeah, I'm not saying he was good. I'm just saying he was not as bad as I anticipated, especially against that Penn State defense in a whiteout. Um those are always uh, tough to play, and, and it was a close game at the end. And obviously, a couple of those should have been interceptions. Obviously, the last play, I mean, went right through the guy's hands. But right. it's just uh, Auburn. They always have the defense. They just it's like Georgia, just a lesser version. They just yeah, the offense revolves around Tank Bigsby, and I mean, by the end of the year, they might be able to figure it out. You know, Harson's a new coach, but that they'll definitely give Alabama a run for their money in the Iron Bowl this year. I think this game was a kind of a testament to how good Penn State is this year. I mean, I, I wasn't sure where they stood in terms of 
They're are the they, same. Are they better than Ohio State? Are they no. right underneath Ohio State? No. Or are they with – I think Iowa's up there too. I think those are the three teams in the big I, – I do think – I like I Iowa, Iowa more than Penn State. And obviously, you know, it's a top 25 game. They are at home. It's 107,000, you know, people behind you. They just didn't look that great to me um, against Auburn. They flourish when they need to. But, I mean – if you if you're Auburn and you don't run a goal line fade on fourth and goal, then what happens here? Right. Then you could be going to overtime and having a shootout. Obviously, you know Bo Nix in a shootout. I'm taking the opposition every time. <laughs> but if you face a, a competent quarterback, then Penn State could be uh, a little overhyped at the beginning of the year, in my opinion. Six might be a little high for them, which is where they're projected to be tomorrow. Yeah, they're at six right now. So came out earlier. Next, we got West. I, I know none of us really watch this game. Probably West Virginia upsets Virginia Tech twenty-seven twenty-one. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing about that Penn State game. I know we talk about it all the time college football. You'll see it on Twitter everywhere. If they're if they don't implement a, you know, uh, targeting one, targeting two rule yeah. in college football, it it could be the detriment of this sport. I mean, I watching agree. kids get ejected because of a. a offensive player either ducking or say, falling down yeah. or like he led with his shoulder on that one yeah target le- call you lead with your shoulder you hit your shoulder pad on the helmet first and then the helmet hits and you're like oh well he's out of the game it's like what why do you have and a he helmet clearly le- he's been coached to lead with his shoulder because he went down with his shoulder and it was off of somebody else and he wasn't down so it's like you're trying to stop him from reaching the end zone because they're literally on the two yard line and he's about to reach over so you put your shoulder into him. He's falling down because your other player, your other teammate has hit him, and now he's going out of control. So you're already in the air, and he's falling a different way than he, what he was when he started. There's no real way for you to stop that. And now he's getting thrown out of the first half of the next game because obviously it was the second half. It's just it's unfair. There needs to be levels to it because half of these, if not three-fourths of them, are, are not actual targeting. Um, you see it in the NFL all the time. I saw it three times today. They, it was a f- targeting one call, which is 15 yards, and he gets, you know, one more before it's, you know, he gets kicked out. But if it's outrageous and egregious, then you get kicked out in the first one. But I, right. I haven't seen that yet in college football to where there needs to be like a uh, severity level to it, where if it's a blatant target call, then yeah, we'll discuss su- suspensions for the following game. But if it was an if it was an unintentional contact to the helmet, there's no reason why he should at least be suspended for the following game, let alone be ejected from that game. Yeah, it's like, why do you even, if you don't, why do you have helmets then? If you can't hit your, <laughs> your other people in the head. But yet, and, and it's not, we're not like bashing the targeting rule. Like I 100% yeah, understand why one. the rule is implemented. But at the same time, divided. there needs to be, what, what am I looking for? There needs to be a, a separation a, of, the yeah, two, of the two right. tiers of right. targeting. Um, because it's, it's, it's insane to me that that, still happens to this day where you get thrown out because but the the weird thing to me is the on the offensive side if you leave with your helmet you're you know praised for it because you got down low and you you truck through somebody but yet the defensive player does it then good god they're looking to give you concussion slash take your life out so defense just never wins in the sport it's it's becoming harder and harder to play defense in football exactly yeah, I'll zoom through the rest of these scores real quick. West Virginia upsets Virginia Tech 27-21. Uh, BYU beat Arizona State 27-17. And Fresno State upset UCLA 40-37, which was a really good game, which the fact that I'm even giving somebody in the Pac-12 <laughs> praise for a great game is we're in the Matrix right now. You boys. act like you watched that game like it wasn't I, I 2 o'clock in the morning. You I'll just add this in here real fast. <laughs> it was a good game, though. Somebody if, pretend like they knew they watched it. If you it. did watch it, which I, I did. Um, you know, Fresno came out and their quarterback got injured. I don't, I don't know if it was the third or fourth quarter. Fourth. He's, he's playing on one hip the, the entire fourth quarter, it feels like, and he goes down and has a drive where he looks like easily a better quarterback than, than UCLA's. But UCLA, that's what I'm talking about with college basketball slash this year in football. It's like UCLA goes out and beat LSU the week one, demolishes them. And then you come out and lose to Fresno. Is it Fresno, Fresno or Fresno State? Fresno State. State. That's what I thought. Um, and obviously Fresno State's a better team than than we give them credit for right now. They might be ranked by the end of this, but I just it doesn't feel like any team is better than the other significantly. 
Yeah, they're 22 in the, the new AP poll that just came out. I mean, at this point, the Pac-12 only has one hope, and that is Oregon. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Oregon better win out, or the Pac-12 is about to go another year without having a team in the college yeah. football Well, player. the problem is they'll lose to somebody like Washington or Arizona State or right. just somebody random that they're not yeah. supposed to, and then they'll be, oh, well, the Pac-12 is back because they'll have three teams in the top 25, but none of them actually matter. But then we'll have that conversation of, oh, they beat Ohio State, but Ohio State got in. Yada, yada, yada. Here's the, here's the thing. We won't have that conversation because we don't <laughs> care about the Pac-12 like Matthew Hargrove did last year. So there will be no – There's ifs. no defenders in here anymore. Oregon has to win out to be in the, in the college football playoff. There's no other way, especially when you're playing in the Big Ten like Ohio State is. So. Same thing said about Oklahoma. I don't see them getting in unless they win out. Even if they do win out, I don't like them. No, me neither. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't put it on here, but Oklahoma barely escaped Nebraska, twenty three nineteen. Yeah. I just, I've just never been a believer in Spencer Rattler. Like, I just, I, when I watch him play, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't over my team in the league. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, my I'm a Giants fan, and I can't wait to get rid of Daniel Jones. But I don't think you next year will till, be. Yeah, you might have to wait till <laughs> the, the next year after yeah. that because this quarterback class. We can talk about it all, all, all year, but it's. It, there's no clear-cut number one. I don't care who you talk to. It's not Spencer Rattler. It's not Sam Howell. There's no clear-cut guy that's that's number one right it's now. It's Will Levis. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. Well, yeah, man. All right, we'll, well, that's enough college football talk. We'll take another break. and After the break, we'll talk about NFL Week 2 and how it has been another crazy week in the league. Keep it here on Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. NFL season. Ah, don't you just love it, Patrick? Don't you just love when the Bengals come on your screen just to lose every single Bear down. Aren't y'all 0-2? Hey, man. We had two Super Bowls. <laughs> what I tell I you? That's his only <laughs> argument. That's his only argument. If I, if I come at him, we have Super Bowls. Like, come on, bro. You were five. Shut up. I was 11 the last time we won a Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, man. The real question is, were you actually a fan when you were 11? Yes. Okay, name five players on the team that year. All right, he can now because it's a Super Bowl team. Don't. This <laughs> Give me, is not, this is not let's see, though. Here. Let's see. Okay. Give me five players on the team. Brandon Jacobs, Amar Bradshaw, Eli, Eli Manning, obviously, uh, Mario Manningham, uh, Hakeem Nix. Uh, we had o- did we have OC? Okay, he got five, barely survived to five. We'll, we'll give it to him. That was just offensively. I was about to go right. defensive side. That's okay. We don't need to hear it. Uh, <laughs> but on some <laughs> other news, though, but especially yeah. for this region, Titans are tied with the Seahawks 30-30 to 30, um, in overtime right now. Oh. Who has the ball? Tennessee. Okay. Well, and here's the thing. It'll probably end in a tie because the NFL is the and worst that, overtime rule. That needs to go. I mean, that makes yeah. me so mad. See, what I would like for the NFL to do is do your – instead of 15 minutes overtime, do 10 minutes overtime. If that ends in a tie, shootout. then go college football shootout. Yeah. Don't I they, I mean, don't they do 10 offense. now? Yeah, they do play. There's absolutely – yeah, it is 10. There's no reason they why go to seven. they should have ties in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it makes no, We're not playing soccer it, here. It yeah. makes it it's more so. difficult when it comes to the end of the season because ties do come into effect whether – And they help usually right. because mm-hmm. you'll have a well, – It's have better a, than a loss. You'll have a 9-8 and eight team, and then you'll have a 9-7-1 and one because right. of the 17-week rule. Hot garbage. <laughs> um, and, you know, you'll be like, well, because they – didn't lose, but also they didn't win. Right. They're now better than we are. It's like, well, but yeah, I guess that's true. But starting the week, uh, I mean, I was saddened by the team's loss, but I wasn't. No, I wasn't devastated. But the New York Giants lost thirty to twenty nine to the Washington Football Team due to an offsides call, which I still don't believe he was offsides. Actually, yes, he moved. No, I agree he with was. you on that because no, they showed because it, there's they a showed slow it. motion they, and he moves right with the snap. I don't want to pull it up right now, but I'm going to have to you show pull it. Up. You pull it up, Ryan right? Gooden. It is. Well, it it's also slow doesn't by help slow. when Kenny Galladay drops a pass yeah. when there's nobody close to him. Or when Darius Slayton. My mistake. Or when Daniel Jones runs in and they get a holding call. It's like multiple things went wrong. Right. Was, Not to mention that field goal when he went off sides, while he did miss it, it was an easy field goal. They should have right. won either He way. almost missed the second one, too, at the exact yeah. same spot. <laughs> so, I mean, just a Giants way to lose. It's the NFC least, and, and they're never going away. Um I mean, but it was a, it was a great game. Otherwise, I it mean, was it, it was, was an ex- it was, it was a fun Thursday night football game for and sure. One of the better ones we had this week. And I'm a 
Daniel Jones hater, but I gave him credit. He for played the game. well yeah, he for played some good, reason. He, he played really loves well to play good reason. against. <laughs> for some reason, he loves to play good against uh, the football team. I almost say <laughs> the other word. Yikes! Um, oh yeah, man. Uh, New York's zero two so far uh, today. We'll start with Patrick. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals lost twenty to seventeen to the Chicago Bears and the Fighting Andy Daltons. Um, Justin well, Fields played this play the first quarter, but yeah, yeah, he's brought dead. on the real quarterback <laughs> <laughs> who went six for ten for sixty yards and an interception. But yeah, he's he a great de- quarterback. He was too. definitely a um, uneasy, but all right. Well, I mean, I'm just he said he's the real quarterback, so I was just gonna. <laughs> well, tell Andy compared to Andy Dalton, he is. He's well, here's the thing: Andy Dalton plays like an MVP when he plays against the Bengals, so I, they should have kept him <laughs> in. He, he would have gone for four really touchdowns. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow, bad game today. Three picks. Three picks in a row. 19 of 30, 207 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. But here's the thing that I liked about it, and we don't talk long about this, obviously, but Joe Burrow throws three picks and then comes right out and throws back-to-back touchdown passes to bring them back into the game, which shows Joe Burrow just has no quit in him, which I love to see. But, yeah, Bengals choked it today. Yeah, I put T. Higgins on my bench. (sighs) Good thing because he fumbled. He had six receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. That's like 18 points. He also fumbled, though, so that probably knocks it down. We're not here to talk about fantasy. (laughs) We don't care about fantasy. Next we got the – the game I was most upset about because I play Fanduel and I drafted this running back Here we are today, <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns defeated the Houston Texans thirty-one to twenty-one. But Nick Chubb was not good until the last five minutes of the game. Felt like uh, eleven carries, ninety-five yards, and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield went nineteen and twenty-one, two hundred thirteen yards, touchdown, interception. For some reason, I don't know why the Texans kind of look good this year yeah what is that they do look good it's <laughs> well, and, well jacksonville looked putrid in, in yes. week one but also like but they had the lead against cleveland for a while and I their quarterback went out you so now you're throwing in third round pick davis mills who looked awful by the way as all rookie quarterbacks seem to have this year um in their first game but like tyra taylor he looks Good. It's revenge tour. It's it's interesting. He's, uh, which he's, he's always played been, his whole career for this moment. Well, he's always been the guy that is the replacement soon to be. So it's like he got the Bills to the playoffs for the first time in however long it was. Then Nathan Peterman shows up, the greatest QB ever, oh comes God. in, takes over for the Bills. <laughs> then he goes to the Browns. Baker Mayfield comes in, takes over for Tyrod Taylor. Then he gets you know that surgery done. Or not punctured surgery. He gets, he, gets, yeah, he gets punctured. By the uh, so you should have sued for that, which I still to this day believe it was on purpose. Oh, which one, which team was that? I forget. The Chargers. It was the Chargers. Chargers. Justin Herbert yeah. comes in, that's right. Justin, and balls then now out. you're coming in with you know Houston Texans. There's nobody else to come in. Davis Mills is not the guy, so right. Tyler Taylor might get a full year if he doesn't get hurt again, right? Um, obviously, we don't know anything about the rest of the, the team for the Texans, but Brandon it'll be yeah. it should be uh interesting to watch them go four and. 13 but have every game kind of there <laughs> right they're almost good but not and i think the biggest surprise from today was the raiders going on the road and beating yeah. the steelers double digits in pittsburgh they've now beaten the ravens and the steelers that's a good start especially if you're Derek Carr. it is a good start too well i i do like the raiders but i the, the steelers win doesn't do anything for me because it's, i don't like the steelers the bigger thing sucks. for me was they beat Baltimore at home, then they go on the road and beat Pittsburgh. That's that's a big statement. Short turnaround too. Big game. Oh yeah, I agree. And I'll, I'll zoom through the rest of these scores and we can talk about whatever. Uh, the Rams defeated the Colts 27-24 in Indianapolis. Tua goes down for the Dolphins. R.I.P. Uh, the Bills defeat the Dolphins 35 zip. Uh, Zach, what's his last name? Wilson had a terrible yeah. terrible day. Yeah, we throw four, four picks. picks. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Patriots defeat the Jets 25-6. Uh, the 49ers pull it out uh, 17-11 against the Eagles. Yeah. Like Patrick said, the Ra- uh, Raiders won 26-17 against the Steelers. Oh, I thought it was 28. No, 26. No, that's my bad. I was wrong on the double digits. Uh, the Cardinals defeat the Vikings by one point, 34-33. On a game-winning fi- field goal, I think. Yes. Yeah. Or a miss. Yeah, the Vikings missed a, a game-winning field goal, potentially. <laughs> Good old Vikings. To, uh, yeah, to win that game. And the Cowboys defeat the Chargers twenty to seventeen. That was the game yeah, winning field that goal. Was, yeah. yeah, I mixed those up. But uh I think the Titans are still in overtime, aren't they? Yeah. No no yeah. decider yet. Yeah, no. Seattle has the ball. So we'll be we'll be waiting on that one. But yeah, the Eagles they lost today with you know if I have to hear one more time that Jalen Hurts is a competent QB, I'm gonna lose my mind. Bro, he's I like what? him. What? 
There it is. There, <laughs> there it is. That's I what I hate. That good. right there. <laughs> yeah, and you are the reason that I don't appreciate what he, he does because it makes me want to dislike him more because he's a poor, 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 poor man's version of Lamar slash Kyler Murray to where he can't throw the ball accurately. He had 170-something yards today. One of them – Okay, one of them was a ninety-one bomb to Quez Watkins, ninety-one. He threw it thirty yards. Watkins ran the rest. (laughs) After that, you have seventy yards for the rest of the game. That was in the first quarter. So it's like he's not good passing the ball. He looks to run constantly. But who do they play? Who do they play? The Niners. With one of the best defenses in the league. Come on now. The Lions exposed them last week. He didn't throw a pick either. So yeah, that's, thanks for not throwing a pick. That's <laughs> awesome. I like to throw some touchdowns. We're in the NFL here. We're not talking about – Played a bowl next game. He, he was a clean game. Yeah, no, clean game. Do but he, here's, <laughs> the, here's my big question, though, like from I, this week. I want him to do great. I, I'm rooting for the kid, but I don't like that people are giving him more praise than he deserves because somebody will figure out, all you have to do is stop letting him run. Just have a QB contain or two and let him throw the ball and see what happens the entire game. Well, here's my biggest thing, too, going off of the Eagles, is, you know, the Dolphins get blown out today. Tua goes down. So where do the Dolphins go from here? Hopefully not Jacoby Brissett because he looked awful. Yeah, he looked terrible. Do you think Cam Newton's going to Miami? No, but they should. (laughs) I mean, they don't have another – I mean, Jacoby Brissett's their only option. So – there's not like anybody that you can you can't trade for the guy you, you were going to and Deshaun yeah, Watson. You can't get Deshaun Watson now. Because your trade package was three first and Tua. And they didn't even want Tua. Yeah. So and you, I kinda understand this might be a blessing in disguise for the Dolphins, and I know fans won't want to hear that, but Tua doesn't seem to be the guy. I know it's only, you know, year two. Is it only year two? It's only year Good two. Good lord. Yeah. I guess I can't say that. But he doesn't look great. And he didn't last year, he just was kind of that me, uh, mediocre guy that got you through games that defense really carried. I just don't think he's the guy, so maybe this is kind of a, a jump start to having a good team while they're still young and good and have contracts to get a QB that's, you know, better than Tua. Real quick, I just want to say, I know this is way too early to even talk about this, but my early season MVP is Kyler Murray. I mean, the man is carrying me to dubs. In I've talked. Football, I've said before really. Kyler Murray is going to have an MVP caliber season, and he is absolutely chewing so far in these two games. I mean, he went twenty nine. He had two touchdowns. I mean, two interceptions today, but he went twenty nine to thirty six, three touchdowns, two interceptions, a rushing touchdown, uh, and thirty one yards on the ground. Rondale Moore, uh, Louisville native, seven yep. receptions in high school. school. Seven receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown, man. I mean, and 400 yards passing. That's man. not even talking about what he did last week to the Titans. Oh, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we were talking about the Titans like, oh, Super Bowl contenders? Who? Yeah. We were not. <laughs> I mean, that's, the internet community. Yeah, the, yes, people were. I just – Kyler Murray is playing out of his mind, and, and he looks way more comfortable in, the, in this, you know, this year compared to last year because, you know, Kingsbury first year – looked decent but still had growing pains this year kind of feels like they've got everything fixed out he threw a pick six that was you know right to the deep or right to the linebacker I don't know where he was looking but he does look like he makes defenses mad I mean they can't sack him he's you can't grab too him. agile yeah. um and then he throws a 60 yard bomb off his back foot and it just Both of his back. DeAndre Hopkins goes up and catches it or Rondell Moore's wide open it just everything seems to kind of work out for that Cardinals team. And then when you have a good defense now with, with J.J. Watt with the addition and Buda Baker plays well, Isaiah Simmons has finally found a role. Cardinals are looking pretty good, especially in that a division, tough NFC West, which that, is right. easily the best division in football. By far. I think they're all about to go 2-0 and if Seattle pulls this game out. I'm Seattle's not sure. about to lose. They're about to lose? Titans are knocking on the door. All they need is a field goal to win it. It's insane to me that, yeah, they're on the 22. that uh, two teams out of that division will not make a playoff. Right, that's that's, that's insane, and the the fact that the Cardinals could be one of them, with a you know MVP caliber type season so far from Kyler Murray. That if you see that throughout the year, then it would just be insane to have two teams like that not make the playoffs. Well, yeah, man, we're gonna take another our last quick break, and coming after this is Pickums. Uh, you can probably guess if you've been listening for oh, on Red Zone for the past few God. years, you could probably guess who's in hype first up, place right up. now. Uh, <laughs> hype myself up. <laughs> Keep it Lager locked sense. in on Red Zone Ready on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. I get no doubt. 
Don't we just it's so that? weird hearing that without Matthew over here going, yeah. Pickums! <laughs> <laughs> Pickums are here! We love you, Hargrove. Yeah. He's not listening, but... <laughs> well, yeah, man, it's time for Pickums. Uh, the current standings right now is me sitting in first place at 8-2, and two, while the rest of the guys, Ryan, Mike, and Patrick... He had to do it twice. You know he had to six do it twice. and four. Now, to start off, obviously we do this every week. WKU right. versus Indiana. Gosh, that's a tough one. WKU's one and one, Indiana's one and two. I'll start with Mike. Who you got? Well, my heart obviously wants to say WKU. And I mean, I don't think Indiana's look particularly great. So I think maybe we get a upset environment here i'll say wku okay. wow mike what an idiot i'm gonna go indiana <laughs> <laughs> uh while i do hope wku wins and, and you know it'd be fun to see here on the hill a big dub with five thousand people here it would be 15 there are sixteen thousand people at your team <laughs> i know i'm just kidding um but i do think indiana will, will pull this one out they'll, they'll, they they are begging for a win right now so they're gonna be looking hard for this one patrick Ah, uh, that's this is tough. This is really tough. Um, uh, I want to be wrong too. I, I know. Clear. Um, just give me the tops. We're just gonna go for the upset. Okay. And you know what? I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I think WKU pulls this out because I'm trying to have a great weekend, fellas. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. Well, this could look bad for so me, I'm going to pick WKU as well. And for the new guys, I've. Didn't put you all in this. I'm gonna get you after the show. I'm gonna get your your picks after the show. We're going we're gonna put you all in this. Uh, next, text uh, Big Twelve. You know how we feel about the Big Twelve. You never know who's gonna win. Great so defense. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Texas Tech, who is three and zero, versus Texas, who is two and one. Ryan, I don't trust either of these teams. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, is it at Texas? Yeah. It is. Yes, that doesn't help either. <laughs> Uh, makes it worse. Give me Texas. Oh, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, Said with confidence. <laughs> yeah, I hate to agree with you on that. If there's no way this can be a clean sweep, Texas, because that means yeah. we'll all lose. <laughs> That's what that means. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna go with the horns. Ryan, I mean Matt, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> I'm also gonna go Texas. I don't oh, think this Lord. is gonna be all that close. Wow. Okay. Well, wow. Well, I'm going Texas Tech. I was gonna say I can go Texas Tech if we're doing a switch. I'm going Texas Tech. I mean, I have not watched them at all, but the three and zero, so I'm gonna take it. All right. Mike up next. <laughs> up next is uh obviously I'm a homer. This UK, is a tough one. UK versus South Carolina yeah, at South Carolina. Tough. Uh, I'm going to pick UK. I believe this week they played like garbage because they underestimated Chattanooga, and I don't think yeah. they'll do that next week. So I'm going to go the Cats. I would hope not. And I also hope the offense looks a lot better, and especially Levis's decision-making. But I'm I'm going to take Kentucky with pride, but a little doubt as well. <laughs> uh, Patrick. Yeah, give me the Cats. And Mike. Uh, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, Cats by 90, by the way. Clean sweep, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, I chose this game as a joke because oh, it's nice. absolutely hilarious. But I'll give you your credit, Caden. The first four were some good ones. And actually, this one could be good. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> the University got... of Louisville, who just really should have just lost to UCF but won off a pick six with 20 seconds left, which boggled my mind. I'm sorry, yeah, Ricky. They did win. Shout out Ricky Barber. Matters. Yeah. Ricky Barber, I miss you, dog. Uh, <laughs> Louisville versus Florida State, who is 0-3 and losing all three of their games in dramatic fashion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do that anymore. 0-3 for the first time since 1978 or 6. And it was all the head coaches. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go first. I honestly believe Florida State wins this game. See, I, I, I want to pick do. So Who, Didn't they just lose to, like, Jackson State? Jackson State. Yes, State. off of Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jacksonville State was, like, going crazy on Twitter. But they also almost beat Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. So it's like, who do you? which one do you trust? I don't um, – I'm going to pick Louisville just for my sanity and in hopes that I could get a pick right, but we'll see. Mike. I'll take Florida State. Yes, sir, Mike. Welcome to the game. I lose this one, too. Patrick. Come on, Patrick. Give me. Come on, Patrick. (laughs) Don't you dare. Florida State with the upset. (laughs) Upset of the year. All right, the big SEC game of the week, number seven, Texas A&M versus number 16, Arkansas. 
This is, is this in Arkansas? at Arkansas. This yeah. is in Dallas, Texas. Oh, oh. give me A and M. Yeah, yeah. Neutral game. You know how the, you know how the SEC goes. Neutral. Crowds are back, man. That plays a big factor. It does. Oh yeah. Ask a neutral Indiana. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Give me give me A and M. Mike. I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't think A and M looks as good with their backup quarterback, but I I still think they'll get the win. Oh, so yeah, I forgot to get injured. Oh, oh, you can change God. your pick. Uh, 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 you want to take Arkansas? You switch. Uh, hold on. Yeah, because I totally forgot that. I totally forgot A and M's quarterback got injured. Actually, give give me Arkansas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think Zach Calzada looks looks all that for A and M. I also was going to pick Arkansas. Yeah, I'll week. take Arkansas. That's a weird sweep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they look terrible week one, and now all of a sudden they're top they 15 business. in the nation. That's crazy. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. I'm going to try to speed run through this. We're running a little behind. Um, number 12, Notre Dame at uh, number eight, 18, Wisconsin. I mean, obviously Wisconsin. I mean, you all know who I got. Uh, I forgot your Notre Dame. Give me those Irish guys. Oh, so random. Ian so Book. Random. Best quarterback it's random. Ever, still bad. I've told you a thousand times I'm a Notre Dame fan. Terrible. Mike. I'll, I'll take Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Good job, Mike. And since it's at Wisconsin, I also will be picking Wisconsin. Come on, baby. Make me look good, Irish. All right. Number seven, another Big 12. Number 17, Iowa State, 2-1 and one at Baylor. Who Baylor's 3-0. That's mm-hmm. weird. Dude, what the heck? So Give me Iowa State just because I know nothing about Baylor. <laughs> All right, Mike. These are really cringe pickums. Uh, Ignorance is bliss. I, is, is it at Baylor? Yes. Oh, that changes it. Uh, I'll still take Iowa State. I yeah, think they're I knew you would. good. I, Baylor's good, but <laughs> I'm not sorted on their quarterback game. Uh, Patrick. Give me the Bears upset. All right. This, this is the week all where right. y'all can catch up and pass me because I really picked these games because they're all toss-ups for real. These are all really good pickums. Mm-hmm. I'm over here with a headache now. And I'm picking Baylor just because it's at Baylor. There we go. So that's split, split two and two. two. All right. Now, the rest of the games for this week were terrible. I mean, I almost had to put Kansas versus Duke on here, but Gross. I did not do it. So I chose three. That's NFL- the game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I chose three NFL games specific like that, to people that we like or dislike. So okay. first, Bengals versus Steelers. Patrick. Give me Houday Nation, baby. I don't know who that Bengals. is. Uh, Ryan. I hate both of these games. Uh, well, I can see them, but you guys can't. But I hate the Steelers, so like I don't think they're good. But I'm gonna choose them because of their defense. So give me the Steelers, Mike. I'll take the Bengals. Yeah. Okay, Mike, talk to me. <laughs> and I'm a big Steelers hater. So am I. So I'm gonna pick the Bengals. Oh my. <laughs> that means they're gonna dude. Am I dreaming? Pinch me. Pinch me. <laughs> Kaden Gaylord just picked the Bengals. <laughs> I have a lot of your players on my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it'll be a bounce-back game for the Bengals. Joe Burrow's going to come out mad. All right. This one's tailored towards me because I'm a big Tom Brady hater. So, Bucks at the Rams. That's a good game. I still think it – I do love Matt Stafford more than anybody in this in this room, but uh, I do think it'll be the Bucks. And they almost fell apart against the Colts today. So, give me the Bucks. Uh, okay, Patrick. Yeah, I'll take the – oh, jeez, these are rough. Give me the Bucks. Mike. Bucks. Am I going to be the only one to pick the Rams here? It seems I mean, like Cooper Cup has been on fire this year. That's my guy, fantasy fantasy wise. He's good. Um, <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> and the last game of the week, oh. Taylor towards Ryan Eagles versus Cowboys. I don't my foes. Game. Well, you need you better pick it for the right reasons. Well, yeah, obviously I'm going to pick the Cowboys because if I if I win what a fan. this, if the Eagles win the game, I'm happy. If they what don't. I at least get this. So I get what a fan. one and one. Go ahead and say it, Patrick. We suck. You disgust me. <laughs> Give me the boys. I think Dak Prescott's out with a vengeance this year, and I love what he's doing. Oh, so you can pick him, but I can't. I'm not an Eagles fan, <laughs> Mike. I'll take the Cowboys too. I yeah. think they're looking pretty <laughs> solid. I honestly thought this would be split. Um, I was going to choose the Eagles, but since you all chose no, you the Cowboys, <laughs> my safe pick. <laughs> I'm going to choose the Cowboys for a clean sweep. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that'll do it for today. Uh, just to recap, WKU Sports this week, uh, they take WKU football takes on Indiana Saturday night. Night game, baby, 7 p.m. Uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm on the wrong week. Whoopsies. My fault, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go We're burning the clock. Real quick. I know. They'll be all right. Um, 
That's a fine. Hold on, this, this is my first time posting. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta, <laughs> y'all gotta be, <laughs> y'all gotta be patient with me. Okay, WKU volleyball will take on Marshall Friday at six p.m. and Saturday at noon. Uh, WKU soccer. We'll take on UAB Friday night. Oh, in Birmingham. at Birmingham at 7 p.m. There we go. I'm going to do better this time. That'll do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning in, as always. Come back next Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, for myself, Ryan Gooden, Mike Thompson, and Patrick Carey, and the new boys on the staff uh, from everybody here at Red Zone Radio. Go, go Tops. Go Tigers.